When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. I finally got my bro bro back on the phone with me, and that means we're back on Skage. I'm pretty excited, dude. It's been a while. I feel like I haven't sat down in front of this microphone in like a month. It feels I like. think it's been a month, dude. Yeah. Or close to it. So um, actually, you know what? It says on it says on Skype, man. Our last Skype convo was September thirteenth. There you go. So yeah, just about. So have the have people been all over Twitter and Facebook being like, Hey, when's Travis coming back? We you know, it's not the same without him. I don't keep up with our with our tweets, do you? Because we don't have any. No. I mean I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I took off the the link to our Twitter account because okay, we had good. we had yeah, one because it's non-existent really yeah there's no point there's no point I've never been a tweeter is that even what you call it tweeter <laughs> I don't know I've never done it dude <laughs> and I don't plan on starting so so you've been uh, you've been doing your thing with, with your with your company huh uh yeah I mean it's probably boring huh no I don't think it's probably boring, boring. no nah, dude no oh. well of course you don't but does anyone does anyone care uh, maybe. So we do this thing called Hack Week, where the entire company goes to uh, this one particular client of ours called Heifer International. Uh, they're a nonprofit charity organization, and uh, we do basically we just tackle various projects for them. But it's the entire company, so like all of our resources thrown at one client for a full week. So that was kind of fun. But dude, let me tell you, dude, best dumpling house I've ever been to is in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, hold on now, dude. I know. You I, know where I work, I right? do know where you work. <laughs> I know exactly where you work, dude. Now, was it dim sum? Let me uh, do some quick Googling here. It's called Tenfold Dumpling House. Okay. Okay. Uh, in Arkansas. Wait a minute. Maybe it wasn't called Tenfold. Threefold, my bad. Oh, you know what they're probably talking about, dude? 
I'm sure one of the dumplings has three folds in it. Um, mm-hmm. What does that mean exactly? When they're folding together the dumplings before they steam them, they probably have like a, a, a dumpling of theirs that has three folds in it. Yeah, but what's the difference between three folds and, and four folds on a dumpling? <laughs> Nothing, dude. It's just the way, it's just the, oh yeah, you know, the a- aesthetic. Anyways, god damn, this is boring, bro. Nah, man. Fuck. You know what, dude? I'm back. I'm <laughs> back, dude. I'm just trying to get yeah. back into the folds here. Yeah, it's been it's been how many folds? Three? Three folds. It's been or is it ten? About three folds. Okay. So anyway, we're back. And uh what are we so so what are we who who we talk so actually let me back up. You've been busy recording some episodes on your own. I recorded one Okay, you recorded one. Measly little sidetrack and then but then I threw up um that Kings of Convenience episode that we never aired. <laughs> aired. Like it's TV. <laughs> um, when we originally started the the podcast over a year ago, we started with uh, Kings of Convenience and their debut album, Quiet is the New Loud. And then we ended up re-recording the episode entirely, and we ended up doing their second album, Ride on an Empty Street, instead. So I threw up a little intro explaining where the fuck you were and and why we weren't going to be doing any full-length episodes for a bit and then threw that up there and dude it's actually it's not a bad episode oh yeah i listened to it um you know it's funny dude (laughs) there were moments i'm pretty sure it's you and uh i warned people that the recording might not be that great but there's like breathing into the microphone at one point like heavy breathing it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't uh it wasn't the best but uh, yeah i thought i thought it Turned out pretty well. And hey, did you listen to my sidetrack, dude? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It It's a uh, cool song, right? Sure. So yeah, okay. So today we are covering Can. We're finally getting around to it. So this is a German experimental rock band uh, that formed in Cologne, West Germany in 1968. Um, I don't, let's not get into it yet. And I'm really not going to spend that much time diving into their history. Uh, I got a lot of music I want to play from this album. So we're covering their um, third studio album, Tago Mago, which came out in 1971. Um, And I've got three songs I want to play for you. So most of this episode is going to be music, which is honestly, I think that's our our best episodes is when it's majority is just music and us getting into it. So but first, let's do our what you heard, Brother Bear. Uh, and you said you've been you've been uh, holding on to yours for a few weeks now. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've been listening to these guys, this album in particular, for three. I feel like I've been sitting on it forever because this was my planned next uh, what you heard, and you know, it's like it's it's held up. You know, sometimes I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna do this as a sidetrack, or I mean, as a as a what you heard, and then you know, I'll start listening to some other band and, and switch to that band. You know. But this one, right, right. Like four weeks later, I'm still like pumped and excited to share this band with you. So, so did you just? Okay, we don't even know who it is yet. But this is a band that you just started listening to recently. Yeah, I stumbled upon them on a um, Midwestern emo music playlist, just to give you a little hint. Hmm. So, do you think your song will tie into Can? Yes. All well, right. eh, let's start with you. So these guys are actually based out of. Denton, Texas. They're called Two Knights. 
the uh, guitar and vocals is a feller named Parker Lawson. And did, drums, did you say a feller? I did. I did say that. I enjoyed that. And so then, is this Nights with a K? Yeah. Two two nights. Okay. Uh, nights spelled with a K. And then on drums is Miles De Bruin. So anyway, what I like about these guys, um, this album in particular, it's called Effing. It's actually a, a, an EP. Effing. E-F-F-I-N-G. It's just, uh, you know, now this is 2017. So this is new. This is relatively new material. Uh, but, you know, we talked about on our Jimmy E. World episode about how there's three waves of emo music, right? Yes. And how there's a fourth wave. I guess you would throw these guys in fourth wave because they're making music right now. But uh, what I like about it, and maybe this is kind of what fourth wave emo music is, but it, you know, it borrows a lot from a, a bunch of different genres. Uh, but you know, it does still sound like an emo song at the end of the day, emo music at the end of the day. Uh, but you hear a lot of, a lot of different, uh, sounds and influences and this EP, it's just really like, there's just something very casual and laid back, uh, lighthearted about it. Like all of the song names are puns. Uh, like one song is called, uh, stoned legends of the hidden temple pilots. <laughs> Isn't that fucking awesome, dude? Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and the song I'm playing today is called Regina's Spectre. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, okay. great dude yeah man i'm telling you fuck yeah. yeah this this album is just great man uh i haven't really listened dude. to any of their other stuff but 
Yeah, man, that brought me right back to the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, but 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 they're uh, they're they're bringing some something new to the table too, a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, and you're right. It, it's a it's a mix of of all the different waves. It, it feels like. Yeah, you know, there's 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 you know, there's some songs where he he'll he'll do kind of the the typical emo uh, scream, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's you know, there's just something something. Uh, there, there, it's emo music, but it's not. Like I said, they're 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 doing it in their own their own way, you know. Um, yeah. So I got a question for you. I don't know if you'll have this information off the top, you know, in front of you. How old are these guys? Uh, I'm guessing they're. You think they're our age? Probably. But the, uh, shit, dude. I'm they just could, curious. Could, you they, know, they with could, they with... could be straight out of college. You know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm curious because it's cool to think that there are, you know, young musicians tapping into that that emo sound. Yeah, I mean, um, or it, you know, equally as cool if if they're our age, you know, and they're just keeping it alive. Uh, I, I bet you that it's probably a little bit of both, you know, as far yeah. as uh, fourth wave emo. But uh, you know, the fact that these guys are based out of Denton, you know, I could probably catch a show of theirs um oh yeah man they'll probably find their way to dallas yeah i mean if not i'll just drive to Denton, dude it's 40 minutes away what are you talking about yeah but uh so what's great about this like i said it's an ep it's it's six songs the album in total is 12 minutes long six songs 12 minutes you can literally listen to this in in less than 15 minutes and every song is just is just great like this and like i said they all have like these kind of really clever names. Uh, Lex Loser is one name, you know. Yeah. Uh, here's another song named, and this is kind of in the same vein as the, the emo tradition, a very long name, but it's a, kind of funny too. The, the name of the song is I Ate an Entire Pizza During One Episode of the West Wing. <laughs> that's a that's a song title right there. So anyway, yeah. you know, that kind of tells me that they're they're sort of nodding at the emo genre, you know. By having this long yeah. name that has nothing to do with the actual song, uh, but anyway, so that's that. One more thing I wanted to mention about this album, this music. Okay, they are. Um, there's a lot of math rock in this too. Like you know, they, they kind mm-hmm. of do some playing with time signatures and like starting, uh, you know, a beat later than you'd expect them to start uh, on. You know, transitioning from one part of the song to the next. So anyway, that's again, it's in the same vein. Like you know, we kind of discovered. Or I sort of had an epiphany moment where I realized that uh, emo music uses a lot of ma- math rock and emo music kind of kind of work together a lot. I didn't ever really put those two things together until I really dove into the history of emo music and all those bands that we yeah. listened to back in the early two thousands. A lot of them were would be considered emo. I just never uh, labeled them as that. And you know, well, you math know the, rock is a the, co- consistent thing between all those bands. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, you know, the one math rock band that we've covered so far is Foles, and I could see them kind of getting lumped into that emo category. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyway. They're definitely something different, but yeah. All right, so so this, my, my what you heard is going to be another uh, band that I heard in Austin. Um, I was at another little boutique vintage store off of South Congress and they were playing nothing but like and forgive me because I'm not as well versed in the language of metal as you 
Um, okay, you got my interest peaked. Uh huh. These guys, I okay. So this is a band called Mountain Witch. Ever heard of them? Uh, probably. Dude, man. So I only know one song because there's um, a lot of there's a lot of bands right now in sort of the uh, doom metal, I guess, uh, stoner metal so, genre okay. that, that have uh, that use the word witch. Yeah. Uh, in their in their name or mountain or any combination of well I guess there's only two combinations of those words but you know what I'm saying so here, okay it, uh, here, here's the tags on their band camp page for the album of the song that I'm gonna that we're gonna play tags Black Sabbath metal doom heavy rock psychedelic so um, it's a it's a safe bet that I'm gonna like this. You're going to love this, dude. Okay. And, like, dude, I man. Um, again, I've only heard this one song. All right. It's a fucking doozy. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Let's fucking okay. do it. Dude. So, hang on. Okay, so so this is... And, honestly, they don't have much on the webs. They don't have a Wikipedia page. Um, as far as I know, they've been around since... Let's see. They've been around since at least 2011. Um, now, did you, did you pick and, up a, this record or what? No. Okay. No, I just, I just, um, I just heard him while I was down there. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I shazammed it. Um, so this album is called Cold River. It's their second studio album, according to Bandcamp, and this song is called The Covey. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I don't know. Give me, dude, drop some, drop some metal okay. knowledge on me. Where, well, where do they fit in? They've, I mean, they're, they're not doing anything special here. I'll just say that. I mean, let's just. So that's this is fuck me, because, dude. Fuck me. <laughs> just hear me out. Okay. The 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 that's been done to death, man. Sure, uh, and he is he is doing an Ozzy Osbourne impersonation, basically. What? He sounded ex- he was singing. Uh, I don't know. 
Maybe this okay. is just me. You know what, dude? I'm never going to listen to metal ever again. <laughs> dude, there's just nothing. Uh, I was just, it was underwhelming, dude. There was nothing. There's no hook. There was nothing unique about the guitar riff. Damn, dude. Have I deflated your balloon yet, dude? Yes. <laughs> you're like, you're probably like, man, wait till he gets a load of this track. Man, Travis is going to love this. <laughs> Dude, okay, fine. Look, dude, Whatever. let me let, let me let me I, look. I I will give them a, a fair shake. Let me uh, I will save their latest album because I want to hear what they what they're doing now. Because if that's dude, can I just say something real quick off go topic? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. You've said you've you've used the phrase "give them a fair shake" a few times now on our podcast. Every time you say that, have I? And this is gonna be a little bit NSFW, maybe. Every time I hear you say that, dude, I just think of you like you know giving it, giving your pee pee a few shakes at the urinal. That might, I mean, maybe that's the origin <laughs> of it. I don't know. No, I don't think that's what that means, but that's what it sound. That's what I think of. Well, I don't know if that could apply here. Fair shake. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Trying. That's what I'm saying, dude. I, I'm worried that you're not using that phrase right. No, I'm using it correctly, dude. You're just you're you're just you're you're going to a different place with it. What okay? What are you giving a fair? Sh- what are you shaking? I think it's like you know you shake the you, if you walk up to a tree and you shake it, you're trying to get the coconuts out of it or something. That's okay. what, that's kind of what it what it means. Like yeah, you know, like I've walked up to it, or essentially you've 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 like shaken the tree a little bit and nothing has fallen out to me because I'm like this is okay. Not, there's no there's no fruit in this tree. So I'm gonna and he go, walked over uh, there and, g- and gave it a gave it an even more of a shake. So I'm gonna give nothing. it an even you know I'm gonna make sure I shake it enough by listening to more of their stuff to see if there's anything uh, worth a damn out of these dudes. Right. But I wasn't impressed. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know what I liked about it? I oh. like the uh, the route that they took for recording his voice. You know, it kind of sounded like you know it it was in the room next to the microphone. You know. Sounded far away. Yeah. Like almost like he was singing into a fan, you know? Oh yeah. I'm sure they recorded it. Um, the production value wasn't very high. You could tell that right off the rip. So God damn dude. I hope they never, I, I hope they never listen to our podcast. I mean, Hey, they won't. you know, like I said, I'll give them a fair shake. I'm just going to try right. to use that phrase as often as I can. Yeah, dude. Great. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Sorry to disappoint you. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Let's get into Candid. Yeah. So, you know what? I think what I want to do before we get into, before I, I kind of talk just a little bit about the band, let's just go ahead and play our first clip. All right. So this is going to be uh, track two off the album. So I heard this band for the first time back when I was living in Austin. Um, so right out of high school, probably 2007. Um our, my my dear friend Larry introduced me to these guys. He actually had this album, a copy of this on vinyl, um, and this was the song from this album that that I had always remembered. So this is track two on their album from 1971, Tago Mago. It's called Mushroom. I 
That's a that's a cool song, man. Right. The yeah. So let's talk about uh, all the different parts here. So like that drum beat is killer. My, dude, uh, I mean, this it's just so ca- it's such a casual kind of like just yeah. Okay, so let's get into it just a just a wee bit. Let's dive into this band a little bit. So I agree. This this guy's up there for me as far as memorable, you know, unique drummers. Um, he yeah, because I mean, is, it, it, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing like super. It, it's kind of reminds me of of uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the Spoon drummer. You know, where it's simple. Jimino. Yeah, Jimino. Where it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's simple, but like also. Dude, let me say something, know, man. Very effective. Yeah. And okay. So um, I've never actually. It fits the talk- it fits the, the, the vibe, the feeling and like the because it's a very casual, like passive kind of song, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, so I've never really. Okay. We, actually, I don't think I don't think the the name Radiohead has popped up out of any of our either of our mouths since starting this podcast i don't think so dude but he's so he's one of those drummers dude yeah uh he's one of those drummers the the drummer for radiohead um his name is uh his name is philip selway um and he's one of those drummers and for me and and same with this this guy from canon i'll get into him a little bit more here in a bit i appreciate drummers that lay down beats and approach their drumming for a song almost like it's a a looped beat. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. that's where the simplicity comes in where like with the clip that I just played, that drum beat didn't really change that much. I mean, there are some cool little drum fills that he did, you know, that kind of like stopped on a dime little drum fill built back, you know, back into to the regular beat. But for the most part, it's the same, uh, you know, it's the same phrase over and over, the same beat over and over. Yeah, no, um, I hear you. And I love that, dude. Jamino is a master at that. Philip Selway from Radiohead, he's he is one of the best at that, dude. I love Radiohead beats. Um, and that's, yeah, man, that's, that's a huge draw for me with this band is the percussion. Um, so this guy... Uh, I guess I'll start. We'll start talking uh, about the drummer first because that's what we that's what we first noticed about the song. So his name is Jackie. Oh, fuck, they're all German, so this is gonna be bad. Uh, Jackie Liebes. God, no, I'm not. You know what? His first name's Jackie. That's all you need to know. Liebowitz. Lieb. No, <laughs> close, but no. <laughs> um. He's a jazz drummer, and he actually used to play alongside Chet Baker. Um, That's interesting because Jim Eno started as a, a jazz drummer as well. Yeah, yeah. And Chet Baker is, you know, the super famous. Um, what did he play? Trumpet? No. Chet Baker? Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he was a trumpet player. And he sang too. He was a singer. And he sang, and he has such a beautiful voice, dude. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, so he he was he played with Chet in the late '60s before joining Ken, and then we've got so let's talk about that singer dude. And again, I don't I'm not going to get too too into it here with, with with history with these guys. So the thing about this singer, his name is um, Damo Suzuki. 
uh, he joined the band for this album. He, he wasn't in the band before this album. So if you listen to Can pre-Tago Mago, you're going to hear another guy uh, whose name is Malcolm Mooney. And uh, he got kicked out of the band um, because... Hang on now. Now, here, here's what here's what upsets me, friends. I had I had a little story to tell about Malcolm Mooney and his demise, but for some reason, it's not in my notes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. He got kicked out of the band for for some 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 shit that he did. Um, they didn't want to associate with him anymore, and then they and then they got um, Damo Suzuki involved. And he's been with them ever since. And man, there's something about the way this guy sings. Um, I don't know where I'm quoting from. <laughs> Can you tell that I didn't really put together the best notes for this uh, episode? But someone um, describes Suzuki's singing style uh, really well. He says. You know, it's just the way that Suzuki can switch from an eerie whisper to a nasty shriek uh, from one line to the next. And that's, I mean, that's very prevalent in this song, dude. Um, And that's what I, that's one of my favorite things about Ken is Suzuki's voice. Yeah, I mean, these guys, you know, they're, 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 they sound like they're ahead of their time, obviously. I mean, this is 70s, right? Or 60s. This is 19, this is 1971 is when this album came out. Yeah, you know, they don't sound... You know, they sound very much uh, left field compared to everything else that was coming out. So, yeah. which, which makes them ahead of their time, right? Because they were very experimental, obviously. Yeah. So they, um, their Wikipedia page, you know, kind of kind of says that they're they've got this. So they draw from backgrounds in avant-garde and jazz. Jazz being from the drummer. You know, they 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 kind of have all these different styles that they're kind of pulling from. It's psychedelic for sure. The complexity of the rhythms, you know, and the melodies. It is they they are very complex. And dude, just wait until you hear a couple of more of these songs, man. They they were way ahead of their time. Um so another thing that I thought was cool, they actually recorded this album in uh, a castle in Cologne. Um the band was allowed to stay in this castle. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the castle because I'm going to butcher the shit out of it. Um, but the owner of this castle was an art collector named Mr. Vohwinkle. Not mm. lying about that name. Yeah, and he, he let them stay there for an entire year without paying any rent to record this album. And uh, so... Anyways, dude, I, I I just love that image. You know, like it, it's cool to to picture these guys playing this music, recording it in a castle. Uh, you know, an ancient castle in Germany. Fucking cool. Uh, so let's go ahead and play my next pick, which is the next track on the album after Mushroom. Uh, so this song is called Oh Yeah.
Man, I, I absolutely love that song, dude. That's great. Right? Yeah, so so um, I'm hearing a lot of Radiohead in this, not just dude, uh, the I'm drumming. so glad you said that, man. I'm so glad you said that because that's why I picked this song. Yeah, the the vocals. I mean, so so that that kind of sounds like sort of the sounds that, that uh, Radiohead were, were playing around with on their latest album, Moon-Shaped Pool. Um, Which honestly, dude, <laughs> I haven't given that album a fair shake. Um, dude, I need to. Better, I need better, to visit that one again. You got to start shaking right now, dude. That is a great <laughs> album, track by track. Yeah. But uh, so obviously, so the vocals are backward masked, right, throughout the yep. entire song. Uh, yep. Tom York does that on on um, track number two, "Daydreaming" on that on that um, album. Hey, and they've done that before. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, you want to talk about one of the most. Um, experimental groups obviously of the last uh from our generation obviously he's radiohead right so dude and now now listening to this track oh yeah it's it's quite obvious that tom york and and the gang probably got a lot of influence from this band if not then like you know i'm, I'm sure they at least listen to them yeah absolutely yeah, yeah dude, that's no, what's no way uh you can you can deny that yeah it's it's 
Yeah, really, really cool song. Again, for me, I I just love that simple drum beat, dude. I fucking love those kind of beats, man. That's what I'm all about. Just simple and repetitive. Which I don't know, man. Some people might think oh, that's boring as fuck. Especially like maybe other drummers might think like, why is that so great? For me, I just I just love like simplicity. I, I feel like you have to be a creative drummer to to confidently lay out simple simple beats to drive a song you know and like I don't, I don't know that's just how i approach drumming myself and i always have it's probably because i've been listening to bands like can and, and spoon and radiohead for decades now so again this guy uh damo suzuki joined the band you know and then this album came out so this is his first uh album with the band so this guy w- could be found busking in the streets around Europe, you know, making making small change, you know, singing and, and playing guitar in the streets. That's how he made his living. And uh, a few of the members of Can actually encountered Suzuki while he was busking in Munich, Germany. The two of them were sitting outside in a street cafe. And they heard him playing, and they invited him to join the group. How fucking cool is that? That's cool. But uh, the last song that I want to play is is the last track on the album. This one I like because it's got kind of a different vibe for sure. Um, I'll just let it speak for itself. This song is called Bring Me Coffee or Tea.
Yeah, so I'm going to use this word again. It just it's a very passive album. Like I feel like it doesn't demand much of your attention, you know, which is I I like it a lot for that reason because it's very much sort of this very like, you know, casual listening experience, you know. Yeah. Dude, should we I mean, can we go as far as to say that it's similar to down tempo and that you could just have it playing in the background, but it yes, it is worth paying attention to. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, uh, and you know, to the point you made earlier, how you know the drumming and even the 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 you know music that accompanies the drums, it's very uh, sort of a drum track, you know, uh, looped. Yeah, now that that was a, a much more complex drum beat, um, but yeah, it did, it was very repetitive. Um. Yeah. So this is this is Ken, and this is a band I've been wanting to cover since we started this thing, dude. Yeah, this is great. I yeah, I I know you will. Uh, I know you'll find some some more can tunes that you'll love if, if you if you dive in a little bit. So for our outro, so I mentioned earlier that uh, drummer for Can he used to play drums for Chet Baker, um, and actually the name Tagomago came from a so that's that's a little island in barcelona um uh, and J- jackie was playing uh drums for chad baker and they were recording out there um on that island um there's a story behind that but the name tagomago always kind of stuck around in jackie's head uh because of chad baker and that's they ended up naming the album off off of that experience that he had with chet out there um so i wanted to just fade us out with with some one of his uh croony tunes Cro- okay <laughs> yeah croony tunes <laughs> Cro- uh, i don't know did if you, that's the right did word. you come up did you come up with that yourself I, that just came out of my head that's, dude that's amazing now. that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> okay but I, I what i meant was you know this is one of his love songs okay uh this song is called time after time from his album love for sale and that's gonna do it for us today we will shout at you next week my name is quentin my name is travis I know.
Sonic has something delicious for you. Hey, announcer guy, that's your cue. Try the new Sonic Steak and Bacon Grilled Cheese. Savory steak mixed with grilled onions topped with crispy bacon and melty American cheese, plus creamy mayo and tangy barbecue sauce. Or try it spicy with zesty cheese sauce and jalapenos. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely craving that previously mentioned thing. Sonic Steak and Bacon Grilled Cheese. Sonic. Limited time only or participating Sonic drive-ins. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. 
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 